Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Lions Radio Network. I am your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., where it's actually just crappy weather. It's been raining, and um, we just found out the cherry blossoms are supposed to bloom around March 17th, so we're excited for that. It always brings every tourist from around the world, I think, shows up <laughs> around that time, so it's hard to get down there and see them, but if you are coming in town for that, I wish you all the best. Um, I am so excited about my guest today because he's an incredible man, Doug Cornfield, who is the co-founder of the Dave Clark Foundation. And he's going to tell us who Dave Clark is, and he's going to tell us about the foundation and all the wonderful things that they do for people with disabilities. Um, they do amazing things, and all, they have a lot of things going on, different events around the country. And so I really want him to tell us all about that. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm down in sunny Florida right now, so I'm not having that yucky weather that you have. <laughs> I know. Oh, I remember you telling me a while bit. back you were trying to get down there, and the weather was crappy where you were, so you couldn't get down there, and now it's nice. You're down there. Well, the weather was crappy in Detroit, not down here in Florida. And right. I go through the Detroit airport to get down here, and, and then I had a grandbaby recently, so that uh, deterred me to stay home as well and congratulations mine's get uh, our grandson is showing up next week on tuesday so or actually tuesday wednesday we're really excited wednesday nice. yeah wednesday's the no, big day yeah my, my first granddaughter but i have a grandson as well they're awesome it's just so much fun well doug let's talk about first first tell everybody who dave clark is so they kind of understand um and talk a little bit about how you guys met so when we talk about Dave Clark, is this a three-hour show or a 15-minute show? So, um, there, Give us the so quick version. Aspects. Yeah, so my quick version is um, I call Dave Clark's story the greatest, mostly unknown sports story. And Dave Clark contracted polio as, a, as an infant. He was 10 months old when polio nearly took his life. Um, he's only five foot two as an adult, and he's never walked without crutches and braces. He came out of an Ithaca, New York reconstruction home when he was about two and a half years old. He had spent about a year away from his mom and dad. He was a firstborn child to live, to rehab, you know, all those things they said he couldn't do. Well, he came out walking with crutches and uh, tiny crutches and braces and uh, flash forward to an amazing childhood in, in the small town of Corning, New York, where he grew up. Dave uh, got his first professional baseball contract uh, at 18 years old uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates organization to pitch from his crutches. And he is, uh, as far as I know, he's the only professional paid baseball player to ever play from two crutches. And he actually had a 10-year career of pitching in the minor leagues on his crutches, uh, a knuckleball for those baseball fans out there, so the story makes a little more sense. Uh, Dave went on to coach, manage, own, scout at every level of baseball, uh, including Olympic staff in 1996 with the Atlanta Braves uh, in, in 1999. And then he, he scouted for six different major league teams. 
but he was considered one of the top international coaches in the 90s. Uh, and he actually coached for Major League Baseball International. Uh, he was a three-time championship coach in what was the Swedish Major Leagues, the highest level of play over in the Swedish Major Leagues, and then junior national teams and all sorts of other teams that he's been a part of. And uh, to make his story even crazier, he is the last owner of the last professional Negro League team that ever played, the Indianapolis Clowns. How's that for I found that amazing when you told me that. I was just blown away. I'm thinking, wow, that's so cool. So, yeah, so Dave and I, we reached, I reached out to Dave. Uh, it's actually 18 years ago is when I found out, or close to 18 years ago when I found out about his story. I was living in Atlanta with my family of only five children at the time, and my my youngest son at that time, his name's Gideon, um, had just been born, and he was uh, born with neither arm developed, uh, virtually no right arm and a very, very short left arm with three fingers, tooth function. Gideon's now 19 years old. And I was reading an article about Dave Clark because he had won the Heroes of Sports Award that year. It was a national award presented to him at the World Congress Center in Atlanta. And I read an article, and it said he was from my wife's hometown of Corning, New York. Well, Corning, if anybody knows about Corning, it's a national, you know, company, but it's a very small little town of only about 10,000 people. And I was pretty amazed that I didn't know about this guy named Dave Clark and uh, was fortunate enough to meet him in the summer of 2000. And I had Gideon in my arms. He wasn't even walking yet. And uh, I got to see then for the first time what I get to see a lot now, which is a twinkle that gets into Dave's eyes when he sees kids like Gideon. And we had breakfast, and I wanted to know more about his story. Uh, I had no idea that I'd be doing now what I'm doing because of that, you know, basically that meeting. And so part of it probably, I'm sure, is having a child like Gideon that really, you know, and I told you after my daughter had her accident, it really brings a different awareness to you on a human life and that people can do what they want to do if they put their minds to it. So I think, you know, that connection there is really important, too. And I think that's how you and I connected, too, at a different level, was because we both have children that have some kind of a disability, but to them it's not a disability. They make it an ability, right? They take the dis out of it, which is so amazing. And so Dave Clark is just, he's one of those people that truly makes you see you can do anything you want. And are you allowed to tell the coach story? Because <laughs> I love this. Whatever coach story you want. So, you know, <laughs> With the rope. Reason, yeah. yeah, so there's so many stories. And, and I know it's, it's uh, literally we could sit here for hours and just tell Dave Clark stories. And, and there's a few I can't tell. But um, we there's so many rich stories. And just, just to kind of go back, one of the reasons that I connected with Dave before I tell that story is I peppered Dave with questions the first time I I met him because I wanted to know what his parents did. Here I was a young man with a child with some significant limitations, meeting a man who had been so successful. And I wanted wanted to know his parents' perspective. And the one thing I remember about that breakfast, because obviously it's 18 years ago and and, uh, our memories start to fade, but I remember Dave telling me that nobody's ever asked him questions like this before. Wow. Because I wanted perspective. And, um, and so that, that, that became our initial connection. And, 
years later, um, soon after that, Dave became an, he actually became a client of mine. Um, I was working with Merrill Lynch at the time and with my, my brothers in the, in Corning, New York, and Dave became a client. His father became a client, you know, and I, and I was able to have just kind of, we never talked about finances hardly. We talked about baseball when he was in my office and his story. And I became very intrigued because the story simply didn't make sense to me. But um, I pushed him to write a book. And in that book, in Chapter 2, he tells some of the most compelling stories uh, and that, that I get to understand now because I see it when we, when we do speaking events. But one of those stories is about a phys ed teacher that Dave had in third grade. I think it says second grade in the book, but we've realized that it's actually third grade. Dave had never been able to participate in gym class because of the polio and the crutches. And in 1958 and 59, they didn't know what to do with children like Dave Clark. It's a very different environment than it is today. And Dave was actually put on the sidelines, and he had been conditioned to actually sit in a chair while his classmates participated in physical education. And in 1960, he had a brand-new teacher, and his, his, his name's a mouthful. It's actually Bill Schnetzler. Coach Schnetzler <laughs> came into the gym that day and told everybody what they were going to do. And Dave, after he said, hey, get in line, let's go, uh, Dave wanders off to the sidelines. And the next thing he hears as he's looking for his chair to sit in is a big military voice saying, where do you think you're going? And Dave, at seven, eight years old, got pretty nervous and tried to tell explain what he was doing. And basically, Bill Schnetzler said, no, not in my class. In my class, you are going to participate. And you might not be able to do everything, but you're going to find out what you can do. And I don't know about any of you guys, but I remember dreading the rope climb. And Dave, that day in gym class, got in line to do the dreaded rope climb. You know, it goes all the way up to the ceiling. It looks like it's five miles up when you're, in, when you're eight right. years old. Yeah. And um, as it would be, Dave Clark was the only classmate of his that got to the top. And that was with all upper body strength, no use of his legs, because he had heavy braces on his legs that went all the way up to his hips. And when he got to the top, you know, then you have the uh, incredible, how do you get down? But because you couldn't make that little C-shaped thing that you do where you, you clip your leg around and you try to slowly go down. Right. Uh, and so Dave had to just slide down, and he burned his hands. And uh, the, the nice thing about that burn is Dave calls that the best burn he ever got. And to top it all off, any kid that got to the top got an ice cream cone. And so he was able to be rewarded with an ice cream cone, which he considers <laughs> his first professional payout. And, uh, and so that was his first professional payout, you know, but all, now all of a sudden the kids looked at him differently and he got to participate in, in uh, baseball or softball in the next gym class. And he got to show that he could actually hit off the tee. Yes, differently. And he got to show that he could catch and field and, uh, and kick a ball or kick a ball with his crutch if he had to. Um, you know, all of those things started happening for him, but that gym teacher changed his life. Right. 
And there's an exciting story behind that as well. <laughs> so about a month ago, Donna, I uh, we have Dave and I have an award, and I, again, I don't know if you want me to tell the the background of the award story because um, oh, absolutely, it, it really yes. is. Yeah, so so Dave and I give out an award to people that help those in the disability community. And if you kind of remember, Donna, the first, that book in Chapter 2 I was telling you about, there's a story that uh, it really touches hearts like, like something I've never seen before. But uh, in first grade, if we can just back up two years, if you can imagine of the little boy with crutches, those Forrest Gump-like braces all the way up to his hips, and mm-hmm. uh, he's in first grade. He knows he's different. You know, there's, there's no two ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is different. Uh, he's smaller than the rest of his class. I mean, Dave's only five foot two as an adult because the, the legs, the muscles from polio didn't, didn't allow his leg muscles to grow. Right. And his first grade teacher in a little school called the Greg School uh, in Corning, New York, announced a field trip where they had to walk five blocks away to the old fire hall in the north side of Corning. Well, to most kids in 1958, that's a great thing. They're excited. They get to go to the fire hall. I remember the fire engine coming to our elementary school. But for Dave, that became an instant nightmare. Didn't know if right. he could even walk that far. He's, he was deathly afraid of being left behind. And, uh, and so he starts trying to figure out how he can get out of this thing. He starts trying to get you know, beg off from his parents. He remembers begging off from his parents. Uh, but if you get to know the story a little bit more, his parents weren't ones to let him be held back uh, for anything. And uh, so the day of the event comes, he even remembers trying to fake sick. Uh, his mom said, Dave, you're not sick. You're going to school. Um, she probably didn't say it so nicely. But, uh, you know, she said the good old way, you're going to school, you know. Get your clothes on. Don't be late. Um, uh, good old parenting and so he's, he gets to school and he's sitting there and he's got all this anxiety built up and teacher calls the class to come forward and unknown to Dave when he gets in line and he headed to the back of the line and it, this his memory's incredible so that's the reason I can come up with these details um, mm-hmm. Dave still remembers the, the names of his first grade classmates because I just asked him all this here recently so with all this anxiety, the teacher calls the class to come forward. He gets to the back of the line. And unknown to Dave, one of his classmates, his name, and don't forget this name, his name is Ernie Pound, P-O-U-N-D. Ernie had brought his radio flyer wagon to school that day to pull him. Oh, I love this simply, story. simply never forgot. And um, we tell that story, and there's hardly ever a dry eye. Because what happened is I'm reading here, I'm a father with a special needs child, and, and uh, Dave was my client, and I'm um, helping him organize some book signings. And I reread the book in my office, and because it's in Chapter 2, I got to it really quickly. And as soon as I got to that story again, I had read it before during the manuscript time, but as soon as I read it, I wound up saying, i got to find this Ernie Pound. And I found him. And he lived about 45 minutes away. Dave and he hadn't even seen each other since elementary school because Ernie's family had left the area. 
So I had one of those really weird, awkward phone calls calling somebody asking if they went to Corning, New York in first grade and all those things. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I told I told Ernie when I found out it was him, I said, you know, you're, you're, the reason I'm calling is because you're thanked for something in a book by one of your first grade classmates that you probably don't even remember. And uh, what he did remember is the radio flyer wagon. That was the connection. Oh, my God. And I wound up convincing Ernie Pound 50 years later to come to a book signing and surprise Dave. And he put that book underneath Dave's nose, and he said, sign it to Ernie Pound. And the emotions got really thick. Oh, I can't Uh, even imagine. So much so. Yeah, so much so that my wife was actually at that coffee shop with uh, Dave's wife. Right. And Camilla's her name. And Camilla told my wife she had never seen Dave Clark cry before. Wow. You know, this is this is macho baseball kind of guy, Dave. And every time he shares that story when we do public speaking, I literally have to be re- ready to intervene because it, it has – that kind of touch and so well, does, uh, and even if you're story, just hearing it yeah and you're not involved it's you you get emotional hearing it yeah it took me a long time and I still it still happens I get the feels when I tell that story after sharing that story who knows how many countless times right um so if I can just parlay that for finally it's been in my business plan for a while but we actually have a a children's book coming out called A Pound of Kindness. Um, very soon, uh, we have the storyboard finished. It's written. Uh, the illustrator's working on all these great little illustrations, trying to make it fun. Um, we want to make it fun, but obviously we want to make an impact. It's an inclusion story. You know, all those things. It's an anti-bullying story. But when it really gets down to it, it's a reminder of how kindness can affect someone. And, uh, and that's what we're hoping, not just to teach to the kids, but to really remind us all. Um, about this right. pound of kindness. And so people can now go to our Facebook page, A Pound of Kindness, and they can go to Twitter. I'm just getting all that stuff lit um, as we're you know, doing the pre-marketing for that campaign. But that story, that pound of kindness story, when Dave and I started traveling together, uh, we do disability baseball and hockey camps for kids uh, for, with professional sports teams. That's what we do. And we give out the Pulling Each Other Along Award to people like Ernie Pound. We find people, and we get these amazing stories of people that have helped those with disabilities. Sometimes they're actually people with disabilities. Sometimes they're not. It's all different people that we've given this award to, and we call this award the Pulling Each Other Along Award. And so to tie this longer story together, and hopefully people aren't bored, is we got – a month ago, I reached out to Bill Snetzler, his gym teacher or his phys ed teachers um, from third grade, and I found his son. We'd been looking for the family, and I finally found him. His name popped up on my Facebook page of Bill Snetzler, and I found a phone number, and it was Coach Snetzler's son, Bill Schnetzler. Well, and so if people are so just so people, let's remind them that that's the coach where he burned his hands on the rope. That's correct. This is the guy that allowed. This is a game changer that allowed Dave to participate in in gym class. Who let him know he could do it? Yeah. Yep. 
about a month ago, I found and talked to Coach Netzler's son. Our assumption was that his father had passed away. Well, we found out he didn't. And then I started finding out all sorts of things, um, that he was a decorated war hero from Italy. Uh, he was a sergeant during three tours in Italy in World War II, Purple Heart, all these different things. Uh, and, and, and I believe, and I'm, I'm trying to get these details correctly because I've been getting it through his son, he actually ended his service with uh, the military as a lieutenant colonel. And um, after all that is when he came in to be a phys ed teacher and changed the life of, of my business partner, Dave Clark. And recently, actually very recently, and many thanks to actually Donna connecting me with some wonderful people, <laughs> um, we just got asked to speak and share these two stories. And our plan is to present Coach Netzler of Pulling Each Other Along Award on May 8th in Washington, D.C., at the veterans at the VE Day, the Victory in Europe Day Memorial, and um, we're just as excited as can be to be able to do this for this wonderful man, Coach Netzler. Right, and that will be at the World War II Memorial. So if anybody does want to participate, I highly suggest you mark it on your calendars, May eighth, at the World War II Memorial, and it's it's put on by the Friends of the World War II Memorial. And Jim Fisher has been very profound in helping us make this happen. Uh, he's an amazing man himself. He was actually Jim with Special Forces. Uh, but he did tell me when he looked up the coach, he he did say he was highly decorated, highly decorated from World War II. So he was very impressed. And um, also we want to make sure that the news media is out there and people, and we want to bring this story to everyone because these are the kinds of stories that change people's lives. And so, right. Doug, you are just – you're you're so lucky to have, you know, found him and stumbled upon his friendship and being able to do the things that you're doing. What other things do you guys have going on right now, events that people can check into? So it's kind of organizing time for me right now, which is why I'm in Florida. It's spring training during baseball season. And because Dave, you know, he's worked, he worked 40 plus years in the baseball world. Um, and he lives down here. He lives in southwest Florida. Due to the post-polio and things, it's a lot easier for him to get around in the nice weather compared to what we get in upstate New York. But um, So we put on sports camps. Really, our primary mission and what we've done, and it really didn't kind of start out to be this, um, is we put on sports camps together with professional sports teams, primarily baseball, and we've done hockey, and we're hoping to do other sports. But we call these sports camps Disability Dream and Do. Dave um, shared a quote years ago in an in a old um, keynote that I had found that was, video, that was recorded. And he said there's two types of dreamers. There's dreamers that dream, and then there's dreamers that dream and do. And so I've taken that quote, and I, and I called it Disability Dream and Do, because yeah, we have the disability, but it's the dream and do part that we want to focus on. And, uh, and so it's my privilege to get Dave. He comes to these events. He's right down there on the field with the parents and the kids and these professional athletes. And we set up like a pro-style baseball practice for kids. And I say kids lightly because we have young adults, and we really don't put an age limit to it because we have folks with intellectual challenges, 
as well as physical challenges and kids that come that have cancer needs and all sorts of different things. Uh, we actually had the youngest heart transplant that has been to one of our events before. Oh, wow. These kids come, these kids come to the event and they get to go through a, like a, a pro style baseball practice on spring training fields, like for the Minnesota twins. And it's a, it's a Mets organization and, and we've done the Phillies organization and we're doing the Tampa Bay Rays now. And for the first time, we're actually going to the, Colorado Rockies organization, their double-A team in Hartford, Connecticut, and we do the triple-A team with the Minnesota Twins in Rochester, New York, and so this is my setup time. We're just getting all the dates for this year, and, and then i got to raise all the money for this. We, we don't charge a dime for these camps, and that includes my travel, Dave's travel, all our administrative costs, hats, t-shirts, food for two to 300 people, um, tickets are all supplied to these families, and we make all those arrangements uh, for these disability dream-induced sports camps. And so that's really our primary mission because when I'm getting – the reason I'm motivated for it is because we're getting families in front of Dave Clark's story. And I actually have a new Dave, uh, depending on how much you want to hear about my new Dave, uh, that come sure. to these camps. Um, they come to these camps. And, you know, it's one thing for me to say, hey, dream and do. But when you have this guy get up out of his scooter, get up on his crutches – and share a brief testimony of his life, which is amazing. And we, we get him in front of these parents. And see, his message to the parents is don't unnecessarily hold your children back. Just because there's some intellectual challenge, just because there's a physical challenge, you might be surprised on what they can accomplish. Yeah. Let them follow their dreams as far as they can. And so Dave shares that story, but it's coming from him. And it opens right. kids, it opens parents up. Um, my new Dave, Dave Stevens, uh, you can Google him. Uh, Dave, we added Dave two years ago. I found out about Dave Stevens. And, of course, they have to both be named Dave just to make it incredibly difficult for me. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I have Dave 1 and Dave 2, and, and Donna, believe it or not, Dave 1 signs his name, Dave Clark, number 4, because that was his preferred sports number. Right. And Dave Stevens, my second Dave, guess what his number is? It's 44. Oh, God, is, is it? Oh. <laughs> so I got my Dave 1 and my Dave 2, and, you know, and it's a real privilege for me. I get to introduce these guys to professional athletes and these professional athletes. Um, they really, really have a respect for both of these men. Uh, but my Dave Stevens was actually born with neither leg developed. Um, oh, wow. 50 years old now. Um, he was born with neither leg. Uh, he's kind of like the opposite of my son. So they, you know, I don't know if it's politically correct to say, but they feel like a hole when they get together. Um, <laughs> one's without legs, one's without arms. And, so I'm glad you could laugh about that. Hopefully somebody else is laughing about that with us. And that's one of the things about Dave and Dave is they can also just be real, you know, with their situations. And my son Gideon has, has got that as well. But um, so Dave Stevens, a quick summary on his life story, with no legs, he played baseball, played football, he wrestled in high school and college. He was a two-time state champion wrestler in the state of Arizona. He played – he had a two-week contract to play for a professional baseball team with the Minnesota St. Paul Saints. Um, he actually got the pinch hit for Daryl Strawberry for the baseball fans out there. 
Daryl was on rehab uh, when he played for the Minnesota St. Paul Saints, and they actually had become very close friends, um, Daryl Strawberry and Dave Stevens. Wow. Flash forward, flash forward Dave Stevens uh, worked with ESPN for 20 years as a broadcaster, and he is a seven-time Emmy Award winner. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, that's amazing. And, um, and just recently, Dave and I started covering – um, for the Disability Channel, which is a new channel focused on disabilities, and so Dave's—he's actually at the—he's at the other um, spring training in Arizona. You know, he just did—he's posting interviews with uh, manager of the Cubs, Madden, and all these players, and he's out in Arizona just having a—you know—his good old time of doing these interviews with these pro players, and and we'll be highlighting our disability sports camps with the Disability Channel and. Um, Dave and I, Dave Stevens and I, were actually out at the Super Bowl covering the uh, world, uh, the Wounded Warrior amputee football game at the Super Bowl. Wow! And uh, and then we were, you know, interviewing people like Rocky Blyer, which folks don't know his great story. They should Google it because there was a movie about Rocky Blyer in 1980, and you know, just all these little things that we've kind of stumbled onto, and that, and that's really what's happened on us. I, it's just such an amazing story. You know, all the stories are amazing, but just the fact that you get to work with these people and they've changed your life and you've changed theirs and, and, you know, all for the better that I wish we could all do that in this world. I wish there was a way for all of us to get that. These stories are what's important to put out there so that we do, um, help people realize that there's hope and change and we all can do you know, working together as a team and networking, you can make such a difference in everyone's lives. Now, where can everybody go to get information on the foundation if they want to donate to um, Dream and Do? So probably the best website is simple. It's d3day.com. So D in the, the number three? three. Yep, D-A-Y dot com. Okay, Perfect. But I'm also I'm also asking you know all the folks that are out there listening to this is uh, we're really passionate about this children's story that's coming out and uh, I don't want to beg but I'll get close to it um, <laughs> to help us to help us get that story out it has such an impact I've seen it I know it does and uh, it's the pound of kindness so if you want to hashtag a pound of kindness. Uh, go like a face, our Facebook page because I think that's going to be our primary social media. It's Facebook. We have a page called The Pound of Kindness. Very new. We just set it up. We're going to start airing some videos that we put together so you can see the reunion uh, of Dave Clark and, and Ernie Pound. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of little things that are going on with the marketing of this children's book that had such an impact. And, and we actually have a second children's book in the works. And guess what that's going to be about? Uh, this little boy that didn't have use of his legs that climbed a rope. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And now, where can where can people get the book? The book's not available yet. So oh, it's not available yet. Okay. So we're okay. going to do a Kickstarter. We're, about, we're, we're a few weeks away from a Kickstarter, and so that's why I'm asking them to go like our Facebook page. Got it. Because that's where we're going to – you know, they can. We'll have a Twitter account. We have the Instagram account, uh, but Facebook's probably going to be my primary um, informational source. Um, there's a video that we've done that's not even. You know, we're really not even promoting it yet. We just did an original music cut. Uh, it's 90 seconds. 
it's it's you know have your Kleenex boxes ready because that's <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna if it, it's gonna have that kind of effect and, and, and feel for you. Yeah, and then also I'll go ahead and promote it as well. So once you get that Kickstarter up, let me know, and I'm gonna blast that everywhere for you guys. I will do that, and we will appreciate it because it's you know it's not one of those things where I'm hoping we just sell a few hundred books. Um, the story's too powerful for that, and and, and it is. you know literally to me, Donna, this is more than a children's book. It's it's a movement and a reminder of the power of kindness. And, and I know there's other things out there like this, but, um, you know, we just, we just want to get this kind of story out in a, in a day and age where it just seems like it's so needed. Oh, it is. That's why my best friend has, I think I told you about this. She has a foundation called Owie Bow Wowie where she works with kids and it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same platform. And so um, I need to have you guys connect. I'm going to introduce you to because I, I think that. there's some big yeah. things happening for everyone here and it's all about the power of kindness and helping others. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. So I will hook you guys right. up, but let me know when everything comes right. out and um, give Dave my best. I can't wait to meet him. I'm going to be there when you guys go to the memorial. So I'm kind of um, hoping to record a bunch of stuff that day so that we can do a show surrounding that when you guys get back and, and after the fact. So I'll have you back on again with Dave right. for sure. Very good. Yeah. And we're going to be on with the other Dave too, you know, and, and there's, there's all sorts of things, uh, you know, especially oh, when, absolutely. when the book is, a, is out. And again, we're so looking forward to honoring uh, coach Snetzler. Um, it's just really, really cool that that's that's being put together. And I know um, I can't wait. Yeah, an incredible so story. Exciting. Yeah. Well, Doug, thank yep. you so much for taking time. I know you're busy out there in Florida, and enjoy your time. <laughs> and I'll be talking to you real soon. Very good, Donna. Thanks for having me on, and and we'll we'll get Dave and Dave on, and and hopefully some other things here in the in very short time. Absolutely. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Donna. Bye-bye. Everyone, that was um, Doug Cornfield, and he is just uh, amazing. And please go to d3day.com and donate if you can. And, and just check out all the good things that they're doing. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And we have another show coming on Sunday when I have uh, the um, Smith Sisters, Bluegrass. And they are going to be releasing their first uh, single as their new group. And it's going to be aired live on the show on Sunday. So we're really excited that they chose our platform to do this. And uh, you will enjoy the show that day. Thanks, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.